0: Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in the motorcycle industry right to you. I'm Dale Spangler, and this week, Dave's out, but we have an awesome guest in studio. We have USMCA Executive Director, Lindsey Sheltema. Moto America is the home of AMA Superbike and North America's premier motorcycle road racing series, with some of the best motorcycle racing on two wheels. Rewatch every round of the 2022 series and catch all the action from each race with the Moto America Live Plus Video On Demand streaming service. Or visit the Moto America YouTube channel for race highlights and original video content. Look for a complete 2023 schedule coming soon at MotoAmerica.com and be sure to follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for real-time series updates. We'd like to welcome to Pit Pass Moto. She's the executive director of the United States Motorcycle Coaching Association, Lindsay Sheltema. Lindsay, how are you doing today?
1: I am just great. You know, I'm uh, in Southwest Michigan and we have a ton of snow and it's just, it's beautiful outside.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So you got some of that crazy lake effect snow that uh, came into the whole Great Lakes region. I saw where buffalo is like six feet of snow or something
1: yeah no we did not get that much but I mean we're uh we're definitely about a foot it's it's a lot
0: <laughs> everything's in extremes lately it seems like these days
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs>
0: well let's talk a little bit about your position at the the USmca which is you know as I mentioned United States motorcycle coaching association this is something that I've been seeing a lot over the last couple of years and I've mentioned it here and there in our show and even talked about it with some other athletes so I wanted to talk about where this all came about. So I, I was reading on the the website you have, which is great, super informative. That the U.S. MCA kind of equals—it's a unified vision of growing the sport of motorcycling through great coaching, and that just seems like such a great statement. But yeah, let's let's talk about like how did this whole thing come about, and uh, you know how, who were the players involved, and how
1: did you end up where you're at today? Yeah. So the simplest way to put it is, we're just setting a standard in the sport of motorcycling. Before the Motorcycle Coaching Association, there was nothing, and anybody and everybody could say they were a coach. You know, I'm a I'm a dirt bike coach, or I'm a track day coach, but there was no legitimization behind what kind of training and what kind of um, skill sets they were required to have. More specifically, the the main purpose of this was the fact that every other USA sport is required to hold a coaching association. And this is something that we learned back prior to uh, the start of our existence, which was 2016. In order to be considered a USA sport, you're required to hold a coaching association within your sport. We were the only one that didn't do that, and we were the only ones that weren't requiring anything of our coaches in the sport. I mean, it's, it's seriously a simple question. How are we supposed to be taken as seriously as baseball and basketball and all these other stick and ball sports when we aren't legitimizing ourselves with our coaching association, the people that are coaching tomorrow's great stars.
0: Yeah. I hadn't even really thought about that aspect of it just being kind of all over the place, you know, like all over the map with, you know, without any kind of uniformity like you say, you don't really know what you're getting into. You don't, I mean, without digging in and doing some kind of a deep background check on a person, you really don't know who you're getting involved with. So no, that's one aspect of it, right?
1: Well, that's the biggest thing. I mean, and at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there that that really shouldn't be coaching young athletes. So here's the standard that we set. And one of our goals in 2023 is to build more upon this. But as a basic level 100 certified coach, you need to pass a national background screening. You're certified in CPR and first aid. you go through sport safety training so you can manage and detect concussions, heat illness, and cardiac issues. You go through um, a series of videos that go over coaching somebody through their first ride to answering assignments of hypothetical situations, what you would do in certain situations. And then we do reference calls. So we call two to three references of people that understand your coaching, who have been coached by you, and um, that's our process. It's not that time consuming. It's setting a standard. Everybody has to, to go through that. And then in upcoming years, our goals are to create different levels within the coaching association because as we all know, no two coaches are the same, and you know, some have more experience than others. And we're aware of that. But at the end of the day, we needed to start somewhere. And this is where we started. And we do believe that this is a great start to the organization. And today we're actually at 420 active certified coaches across the country.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't realize you're up to that many. And that that was one thing I was going to say next is like that's kind of the other facet of USMCAs. I think there's another site that you go to at MotorcycleCoaching.org where you send people that are looking for a coach not necessarily someone that's looking to become certified as a coach. And so there's like two facets of it there. You're able to kind of give someone a central repository to look for a certified coach and then a place to actually get certified as a coach.
1: You said it perfectly. So what we tell people in a nutshell is we certify and connect. We certify coaches across the country. We connect riders with certified coaches across the country. And we do that via motorcyclecoaching.org. That's our one-stop place for people to go on and connect with coaches. We recently launched a mobile app so you can download Motorcycle Coaching by USMCA on Google Play and um, iOS. You can type in your zip code. You can type in the coach's name if you know it. We're working on like so you can just even put your city state and you can just look at the coaches that are available in your area. Or if you're just looking for a dirt bike coach or just looking for a sport bike coach what's on there is instant messaging capability. So you can actually start messaging the coach instantly. And even if you can't book a session right now, um, I've had a lot of inquiries lately um, of people that are just, they want to get started, but they don't know what to do. And, you know, I had one that was a younger, younger person looking to get involved in the sport and they, they didn't know what kind of, what, what size of bike to do. And they were, golly, they were like six feet tall and they were looking at a 65. <laughs> but, you know, nobody knows this, you know, when you're getting involved in the sport, they don't understand. And it's really cool because seeing the conversations back and forth of our coaches, coaching, like it's it's sort of like picking up a mentor before you go into the dealership. You don't know what you're, you really don't know what you need until you talk to somebody that's been involved. And that's a huge deal for us is we want to make sure that we're connecting riders with the best coaches to not only coach, but to mentor people through this process to decrease the intimidation factor of our industry.
0: I've I brought this up numerous times on this show, like talking to, we've had a couple of guests on, they're actually our uh, USMCA certified, like Rory Sullivan, for example. Yeah. And we, we talk about it quite a bit, like being an actual coach, you know, like teaching, instructing somebody is not not always the easiest thing for some people. Just because they can ride a motorcycle fast doesn't necessarily mean that's going to translate to being a good coach. Has that something that you've uh, you've kind of seen or experienced?
1: I have seen that. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, coaching is a very delicate process, and no two coaches are the same. And with different riders, too, it's not a one coach is good for all. You know, everybody has a different learning style. Everybody has a different coaching style, and it's important that you recognize that and you don't get discouraged after, you know, your first encounter with a coach and maybe it doesn't go the way you want. That's why there's multiple coaches in the area because, you know, everybody connects differently with other people. And I, I do a lot of the reference calls and during these calls, it's funny because they will, um they don't name drop, but they will talk about having experiences with other coaches and it just doesn't work out. But I love the fact that they kept going and they, they didn't stop their journey and they got connected with the person that fits them best.
0: That's such a great point because like you said, everybody learns differently. Some people might, you know, respond to like kind of a little bit more, you know, pressure or whatever, you know, whereas someone else, you know, might shut down, you know, they're just not a naturally talkative person. And so they need someone that can deal with that. And so it's really cool to know that, that, you know, if maybe the first coach you, you try might not be the right fit, but then there's, there's other options out there.
1: Exactly. And that that's the coolest thing about our organization is we have a lot of coaches in different areas and a lot of coaches in the same areas. So it makes it easier for people to um, get connected to multiple coaches.
0: So for our listeners out there, it's not just like, because initially I thought it was just dirt bike, but I didn't realize you actually have sport bike coaches as well. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, it's it's obviously two different worlds completely being on a racetrack and then being on the street, completely different elements. I know that personally firsthand. I haven't ridden much on the street. And when I do, I feel I feel a lot more nervous on the street than I do being on dirt that I grew up on.
1: And that's what a lot of people that come to our website are asking of the coaches is they ride on the road and they just want to get more comfortable. They, they don't want to be as intimidated when they're on the highways and riding and they just want to become stronger riders. So our coaches, our sport bike coaches primarily coach only in closed course facilities, or you know, in a closed parking lot course, where you know they're just doing those type of drills. We don't promote any type of on-road coaching. Um, however, those skill sets that they learn during those sessions really plays a, a huge benefit when they go back on the roads. So we do focus on closed course. A lot of our coaches are involved with different track day organizations and. Um, like two of our biggest organizations would be the Yamaha Champ School and then the California Superbike School. I know specifically with the California Superbike School, every single one of their coaches is USMCA certified.
0: I think I, we had the, some of the the uh, COO of Road America Road Race Circuit on, and I think they have like some education there. And I don't know if they're part of the MC, USMCA or not, but I know they do something similar where you can go there and you learn on their their road circuit, so you're not actually on the streets, which I thought was a pretty neat facet too.
1: No, that's incredible. Um, And Moto America has been a huge supporter of the USMCA. They they help us with free advertising and they help us promote any way that they can. So you know we try to make it out to a couple of events a year to show our support and to be there for our coaches and supporters there. So that they've been a huge partner with us.
0: You mentioned earlier, I think you said there's 400 plus you know certified coaches now. Yeah. And uh, what about uh, I think I saw where KTM Group might be involved, but are there any other OEMs that have kind of stepped up and and really embraced this whole program as well?
1: Yeah, so the KTM Group has been supporter since the beginning in 2016. Since then, we've had Yamaha hop on board, and we've had Honda hop on board, and they've been supporters for the last two years. And you know, their support has been awesome. We've done some great things with them, some great events, and really appreciative of their support. Besides them, we have Mountain Motorsports, so. They're a large dealer group in the Southeast. So they've been a huge supporter of us um, for the last two years and really looking forward to increasing different things that we do with them. Specifically in Georgia, we want to have more of a presence there. And then we have Fox Racing, motorsport.com in the Pacific Northwest. And then we have NPA, National Public Auctions, and we have Rhino Power. So we do have a lot of supporters that back us up. And it's, it's, Been awesome to see the growth in the last few years specifically.
0: We'll get back to the conversation in one moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. I know this might seem like an odd question, but in your personal opinion, like, why do you think this is so important to kind of catch these new riders and teach them these skills from the start? I mean, I kind of have an answer in my mind. Like I think of, especially on the street, you know, like someone can go in and buy one of these, you know, 100 horsepower plus street bikes. You know, I guess the same could be said for a 60 horsepower dirt bike too. And so I think I kind of have an an idea what the answer is, but I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on like, why you think this is so critical to catch, uh, you know, these people new to the sport and teach them the proper skills.
1: The most important thing for us, um, we want to catch them in the beginning of the sport specifically so they can learn the best habits right away and they can become those lifelong motorcyclists that our goal is to have. Our goal is to help grow the sport and to help grow the sport safely. And we can, we do, we do believe that you can do that through good quality coaching and getting connected with a coach right away in the beginning so you don't learn those bad habits. And, you know, so hopefully you don't get one of those career-ending injuries that don't allow you to be involved with the motorcycling community for the rest of your life. I mean, that's that's our ultimate goal, is to have those lifelong motorcyclists who, you know, maybe they start out on a PW50 and then they advance into on-road riding, you know, once they get their license, that's, that's our ultimate goal.
0: That's true. Cause I I feel like for those start, just starting out, say on a street bike, you know, if you don't learn those skills and precautions, you know, like just those tips, you know, there's a chance, higher chance of maybe going down and that being either a, hey, one and done, you know, like that scares them and they don't want to ride anymore. Or, you know, like, it's just one of those situations where I feel like if you know, going in, if you had some, some tools, you know, in the toolbox that it, it might help them become more of a long lasting you know lifetime rider.
1: Yes, and that's exactly what we're looking for. We want to have those lifelong riders and you know we hope that that keeps the sport of motorcycling around for years to come and you know the the ultimate goal would be to decrease the amount of accidents that happen and it's actually crazy cuz um wh- one of the things that we can track on our app now is different stats and you know it's actually very surprising the different skill levels that come through looking for coaches. We were pretty surprised. So about 50% are beginner, um, first-time riders looking to get involved with a coach. But then the next um, about, golly, I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but it's like a high number, like 35 to 40%. Claim themselves to be intermediate, and then the rest of them claim to be like a pro advanced rider. Oh, wow. Looking to get that next level of training, yep. which is so awesome because they recognize the fact that they need coaching to get to that next level. And that was the most surprising thing for us, and especially with the board members on the USMCA, is, you know, wow, like these aren't just beginners, but these are people actually looking to advance in their careers and get to that next step. And that's one of our goals for next year is to really promote that there's a coach for everyone you know, of any type of riding, but like any type of skill level or age, you can always get coaching. And I mean, but don't you feel like that in our, in our lives right now too? Like you can always learn something. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of our goal and what we want to teach people next year.
0: Yeah. You kind of made me think about it differently. Cause I'm like, you know, I was a pro motocross racer. So I automatically think, oh, I'm getting on a street bike. I know how to ride, but there's so much that I don't know. Like even just the hand signals to each other Mm. when you're on the bike, you know, like it's all that stuff to where I feel like I need to go take a, you know, a street riding course.
1: Yeah, I did that recently. Um, last, last spring I went to auto club speedway in Fontana and I did a basic rider course, like just a, a parking lot paddock drill. And it was crazy. The stuff that I didn't know. And I had the moto elbows, like my uh-huh. elbows were up and that's such a no, no when you're riding up the road. <laughs> but I didn't know that. And I'm telling you, like I'm a lifelong racer, you know, it's just different habits. And it's just, it's important to recognize that and to be aware of it and to receive that good quality coaching.
0: So let's talk a little bit about it. Cause you kind of brought up, you know, being elbows up, you know, <laughs> you're, you're a motocrosser yourself. And I wanted to talk a little bit about your background and career highlights and You've had quite a, quite a career with the uh, the Feld Group, right? So you, I think you did between Arena Cross and Supercross. You did I think about ten years with that with that group. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yes, I did. So I went. You know, I have been I've been so fortunate in my career. Um, I went professional in two thousand six, and I raced pretty actively up until about two thousand twelve. But I started my career with Feld in two thousand nine uh, when I became Miss Arena Cross, and you know I stuck with Feld for. The majority of my um, start to my career, and they—I mean—it was an amazing, amazing time. Um, I was with Arena Cross until 2015, and in in between Arena Cross and Supercross, I actually went to Monster Jam for a season, and I helped activate a Learn to Ride activation, which by far was the highlight of my Felt career. It was actually in 2018, but we taught people how to ride dirt bikes and ATVs at Monster Jam events. And it was just insane. Like we we did everything like we suited them up in full gear, taught them how to ride. They were able to ride. And we had different types of learn to ride activations available too. But to see the joy on those kids' faces that were riding a motorcycle for the first time was 100% priceless. And I will take that as a highlight of my career all day. Um, that was definitely the coolest thing I've ever done.
0: I mean, plus you're you're creating new, you know, new riders. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would imagine some of them went home and probably purchased some new dirt bikes.
1: It was really cool. So we did that in 2018, and then from there I went to Supercross, and I was the paddock manager there. And again, it was awesome. I I loved what I did. I felt like you know I was definitely where I was supposed to be in that moment. And then. Covid hit and then it was crazy it's crazy how life works because you know I didn't really know what my next step was but I I knew that I wanted to take a a slight step back and not travel as frequently and Christy LaCurl reached out to me in fall of 2020 and just asked me if I'd be open for a phone call and wanting to talk more about the USMCA and man it's just it's crazy how doors open when you least expect it because this has been such an amazing opportunity and it brings me back to my experience at ride at monster jam, because I feel like this is my purpose in the industry is now I get to connect riders with certified coaches and I get to create those type of memories and, you know, work with getting more coaches certified and, you know, getting me, people more educated about it, like doing something like this, you know, this is what I'm passionate about is giving back to the sport and raising more awareness about the coaching association and getting more people involved.
0: So, what uh, between the arena cross and and Supercross? Because I think Supercross, what you were doing, like the Fan Fest. Yep. Was it some type of uh, same thing where you're you're just kind of introducing people to motorcycling?
1: That was more of the operation side of things. So I more set up and tore down the event, parked all the vehicles, laid out the parking lots for uh, like all the activations that went out. Monster Jam. I was involved in the pit party, but it was more. It was just for the ride activation. So I didn't have anything to do with like really learning how to ride in that area. No, it was more operational for Supercross.
0: So between Arena Cross and Supercross, though, I don't know what your take is on this, but I always thought I love the the family vibe at the uh, Arena Cross series. I remember doing quite a bit. I grew up in the Midwest too, so yep. having done quite a quite a few of those, I just feel like it's such a good little family. Everybody's just friends with everybody, and just a good group of people.
1: That was the coolest thing. Is You know, we'd all hang out in the hotels, like in the hotel lobby after the events, and everybody got along from the riders to the mechanics to the drivers to the people setting up and tearing down the events. We all got along, and it was definitely an incredible experience and one that I'll take for the rest of my life. You know, it's something that I'll always remember, but you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. The vibe is like no other at Arena Cross.
0: Yep, definitely down to earth and family driven for sure. Yes. When you were on your, when you were racing, I mean, it looks like you had aspirations to be, you know, try and make it. That was when the WMA was really going pretty strong there back in the early 2000s. And I think I saw where you got an 11th place at the Glen Helen National, and then you got eighth at Loretta Lynn's one year. And so you were kind of on your way, weren't you?
1: You know, it was fun. It was a, it was an amazing experience and there was select females that were, that were making it and they were, you know, able to support themselves, but you know, it's just a tough position to be in. And, you know, I was very, uh, I was very thankful for my parents' support, but I mean, at the end of the day, there was no way that I could have sustained. And I realized that, and, you know, I was able to still ride for fun for a few years after that, but, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful that for the experiences that I had, cause it was, you know, it, it definitely shaped me into where I am today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, one more question here before we start wrapping, I noticed that the, uh, USMCA is partnered with the Kirk Foundation here coming up in December Yes, for a free uh, beginner dirt bike skills class. And uh, tell, tell our listeners about that. How cool is that? Come out to Fox Raceway and get some free lessons.
1: So we are really excited that we were asked back. This will be our second year going to the ride day. And uh, this year we're going to be doing two different sessions. So it's two two-hour sessions of learn to ride. So this is where you bought a bike and you really don't know what's next. You don't really have much experience. You're a little intimidated to go out there. The track is really scary for you right now, and that's where we come in. So you sign up for the beginner skills class, and it's a two-hour course on learning the basic functionalities, how to start, stop, turn, proper shifting, utilizing your clutch, and it'll be basic basic skills to make people more confident riders to where they can graduate to you know the kids track by the end or that um mini track in the back and that's that's our goal is just to create more confidence in in the riders so that they don't feel so intimidated going out on the track for the first time. So our morning session is is already booked up so we do still have a few slots available for the afternoon session which will be 1 to 3. That'll be next Saturday already. That's crazy. December yeah, December 3.
0: I know. Time's going by so fast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure where the year has been. So, well, for our listeners out there, I really appreciate your time today. But for our listeners out there, uh, where can someone go? Where exactly should they go if they want to learn more about becoming a USMC certified instructor uh, or if they want to find an instructor in their area?
1: Yeah. So for coaches that are looking to get certified and take that next step in legitimizing their coaching career, go to USMCA.org and we have the certification portal right there. It's a one-stop shop. Everything's on there. It's 100% online, so you can, you know, pick it up and, you know, whenever you have a, an extra minute to get some stuff done, and then if you're a rider looking to get connected with a coach in your area, download the Motorcycle Coaching app on your app, in your app store. It's a, it's a completely free tool to use. Obviously, the trainings are not. Um, every coach has their different pricing point, but connecting with a coach is free. Messaging a coach, getting more information, so... That's downloading the Motorcycle Coaching app by USMCA in your app store.
0: Awesome. Well, you're, we really appreciate you coming on today. And it's just such a great thing what you and, and the rest of the the staff at USMCA are doing to help better the sport of motorcycling. And uh, just really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate your time as well. And I, I look forward to talking to you guys again.
0: this episode make sure to follow pit pass moto on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode if you have a moment please rate and review our show we'd really appreciate it you can also follow us on twitter facebook and instagram and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog listen to past episodes and purchase your own pit pass moto swag this has been a production of evergreen podcasts a special thank you to tommy boy helverson and the production team at Wessler media I'm Dale Spangler.
1: And I'm Dave Sulecki. See you next week on Pit Pass Moto. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1